You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right, it is Tuesday morning. It is quarter past the hour of nine. That means winter's here. Atamarie, buddy. Atamarie. How you doing? Oh, well. Uni break. Can't beat it. Oh, yes, that's right. It's break time. It's break. And the sun's shining. The sun's shining. You can just go out there. I was talking to a postgraduate student last night, and I was like, how's your break going? And they were like, I'm just marking people's crap essays. <laughs> oh, God, it's not all gravy for everybody, is it? No, it ain't. It ain't. No, no. Uh, but I guess it gives you more time to watch things, and that's good because that's what I don't pay you for. Uh, <laughs> well, dear. <laughs> so what, did, what, have you, what have you seen? What are we talking about? Oh, gosh. I, I, I've been excited for this film for, it feels like a year now. I can't even remember when the first teaser came out. I'm a massive sucker for Jordan Peele. What can I say? Mm-hmm. I can't count the hours that I've spent on YouTube watching Ken Peele skits. Shout to A.A. Ron. But it's obviously, obviously his films that draw my attention the most. Get Out is a modern masterpiece within the horror genre, and it's still being talked about today. Its longevity is a sign of the quality and the layers of depth it holds. Us is a great film too. Showed a lot of growth whilst, in my opinion, perhaps lacking a bit of the depth of Get Out. Nope feels like a whole new experience, and I think it's good to disconnect it from Peel's previous films, whilst obviously acknowledging that, at its core, his personality as a director is prevalent in this film as much as those. To begin, this film is epic. It's grand. Uh, It fulfills the expectations for creating a spectacle. And I want to touch on that word spectacle as I feel it's essential to considering this film. I'm going to reference a little bit of theory here. Hear me out. Give me a break. I'm a film student. That's what I do. (laughs) So in in the seminal piece of uh, theory from theorist and researcher Tom Gunner, Tom Gunning, sorry. (laughs) He describes the films of the early 1900s as a cinema of attractions. Cinema at this time was about drawing spectators' attention via these spectacles, but via attractive images that draw the spectator out of reality. One of the classic examples of this is A Trip to the Moon from 1902, and it's one of the first examples of science fiction on screen. So good with that rocket in his face. Incredible, incredible. And... And so when we consider Nope in this context, in my opinion, it makes sense. This film is such a distinct allegory of cinema as a whole and the idea of cinema attractions at play. The link is made even more clear by the essential role that the first ever film made plays, The Galloping Horse. Um, The spectacle that is filmmaking is put on full display in Nope. It draws from so many different avenues. Of course it's a horror film, it's a thriller, but sci-fi, western, neo-western, comedy and even moments of melodrama all play a massive role in this film. It has moments of real emotion and and kinship and family, but we'll mix that with the most hugely, like, out-of-scale worldly experiences. And with the fantastic cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoytema at the helm... These moments are all captured beautifully. One thing else uh, about the cinema of attractions is that narrative is sort of put to the side in favour of these spectacles. 
And I say this not to say that Nope is terribly disjointed or difficult to follow because that isn't the case. But it does move from moment to moment and builds these moments of scale with very little time to breathe. And for me, the, the 135-minute runtime breezes by this without a single lackluster scene. And I'm not going to talk about this film without discussing the acting performances. Daniel Kaluuya brings a great performance as always. He's got that American accent, accent down at this point, And his character is believable and it has layers. Keith David, an actor who I have so much appreciation for, uh, brings a lot to the brief moments that he appears. But it is the absolute powerhouse that is Kiki Palmer that makes this movie such a full, rich experience. She doesn't miss a beat. She makes the character who, in another situation, could be quite annoying, so utterly endearing. She brings layers to a movie that is so based on spectacle that it's honestly unbelievable. This movie, whilst being an ode to cinema, is also an extremely critical look into our media landscape of this time we live in. It's not subtle in this way, and it doesn't need to be. Our world and the way we consider the news cycle is utterly insane, and it touches upon this without ever feeling ham-fisted or trying to get some some ideological theme across. I really enjoyed this movie. It brings a lot to the table. And I know it's been out a while now, but I strongly, strongly urge you to see this in the cinema if you can. It's such a cliche, but films like this are made for that big screen, so I implore you to see it that way when you can. No, I don't think it's a cliche. I feel like, I mean, maybe it's a cliche amongst filmy people, but... I think it's just a point that we just have to rem- tell people that. Yeah, now. just That's constantly. The yeah. That's the problem. Because you don't want to lose that experience. Cause no, we're, like, because we're so used to experiencing media on our phones or our laptops. Yeah. We, f- we forget. Like, because because yeah. watching a movie on your laptop is fine. Some like sometimes that's a, that's an appropriate setting, but gosh, you can't beat the experience. I know it's expensive. You can't do it all the time, but it's worth it when you do. That's yeah, a pint. Do uh, <laughs> <laughs> that. Maybe take away one vodka Red Bull, yeah, yeah. and you can go to the movies the next day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but that's great. Uh, it's, I can't wait to go see the film. Man, it's the biggest budget film he's done by a long Yeah, shot. massive way. It shows, too. What an incredible run by the, the company that he owns that produces these films. Monkey like, Paw, right? Yeah, Monkey Paw. There was Get Out, then Black Klansman, then Us, then Candyman. Yeah, yeah. The remake Candyman. And then Nope. What a run. That's pretty, like, out the gate as well. Yeah. Like, no messing about. I mean... It's hard, I think, setting Get Out as the standard means that he's had to, like, keep yeah. it of such high quality. And, wow, $4.5 million budget for Get Out and made $255 million. That's actually extraordinary. I did not know that. That's, That's Yeah, he can do any what now. He's rich. Yeah, he, he, he good. <laughs> he's good. And he was probably good before this. Like. Oh, totally. Totally, 100%. Uh, but, you know... That movie money trumped that TV money. Oh, boy, it does. If you've been watching Welcome to Wrexham, you'll know that. Which <laughs> I have watched, and it's quite good, actually. If you're into football, uh, I recommend watching that. Hey, uh, thanks, pal. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. 
You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast. <laughs>